Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of The Capitalized Life. I am your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And I am so absolutely grateful and thankful to have you here today. 2020 has been quite a year, hasn't it? It's been a year for all of us, a year of transition and a year of change and a year of calamity and a year of just uncertainty in so many different ways, shapes, and forms for all of us. But I am so very grateful to have you here, and I'm grateful to have you here as my listener. I am so very thankful for all the questions and the comments and the emails that all of you seem to be participating in and sending to us, and I just so much love the feedback. Well, today's episode is going to be a very special episode, and as always, this episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store. I cannot emphasize enough how important education is as you draw closer to retirement. You want to make certain you're making the right decisions. And the Retirement Income Store is so unique in the sense that it creates a safe space for all of you to go and to learn about retirement and to learn about retirement in in a capacity in which you can stay retired, right? That's the goal. People don't retire and then have the goal to unretire and then retire again. The goal is to retire and to stay retired. And the way that we do that fundamentally is by making certain that we have enough income. And the Retirement Income Store is the resource that I encourage all of you to go to so that you can learn how to invest for income and to have that income that is sustainable for you for the rest of your retired life. Well, let's get started. Let's get right into the program. And I am so very excited for today's program because I get to introduce to you one of the most exceptional human beings that I've ever known. And her name is Amanda. Amanda happens to be my partner, financial advisor. She is a securities licensed financial advisor. She's a fiduciary just as myself. And I just thought, you know, it's the end of the year. She is just as busy, probably busier even than I am. But I was able to get some time with her so that we could go ahead and have this joint conversation with you. And so I just want to welcome Amanda Johnston. Well, welcome, you. Amanda. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So today I thought it would be timely to have a conversation about goal setting. And I know that you and I were kind of like two peas in a pod in the sense that we're both very assertive personalities. We have dreams and aspirations and goals and things that we really want to accomplish, not only personally, but also in business or family all those different things. And I think we're not so much different from everyone else. We're human beings. We have the same kind of setbacks that most every person does. But I wanted to 
have a conversation with you today. You have accomplished so many things in your life that I really admire. And I think that there's some things that you could potentially help our listeners understand, maybe from a woman's perspective, about goal setting. And you and I were just talking the other day about how we're coming up to the new year. And it's the same for every single year. Everyone gets to the end of the year and they say to themselves, okay, so this is going to be the year of change, right? This is going to be the year that I give up smoking or I decide to get healthy or I'm going to really start to invest my money, right, to save for retirement. And the sad factual statistic there is that less than 4% of the people that set New Year's resolutions actually keep them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I know I have been one of those people in so many different ways, and I know that you've seen your own share of setbacks. So when we think about that lack of follow-through, I'm just kind of curious, in your mind, why do you think we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves time and time again, year after year? Well, I think we all have wants and desires for how we think our life should be, right? And I feel like every year we kind of go through this phase where it's time for renewal, it's time for renewed commitment, and you talk to your spouse and to your kids and you just set goals within yourself. But you're absolutely right. A lot of the time, the follow through does not happen. Life gets in the way, things start going awry, something shifts in your relationships, and then you can't meet your goals. And I feel like 2020 especially has been really rough for a lot of people when it comes to the goals that they set last January. Because if we think about it, COVID hit us in mid-February. People were just getting started. We were still very optimistic that we would actually be able to follow through with some of our goals that we made after the new year. But it seems like 2020 has just kind of taken everyone by surprise. And I'm really hopeful for this next season for not only myself and different things going on in business, but also around the world. I feel like this is kind of a turning of a new leaf. And I think that the follow through has to be stronger now more than ever. That's a really good point, Amanda. When I think back to one of the books that I've read in the past, it was a biography about a gentleman, Coach Wooden. And Coach Wooden, I mean, I'm not into basketball. It's not my favorite sport, but I do remember a principle that he taught to all of his players that I felt was so very important. And he taught his players always to remain focused on what they could control, Mm -hmm. not what they couldn't. And I think that that's a good point that you make because 2020, gosh, if there's ever been a year in which there were so many things that we could not control and that we felt we were under the control of something else. So you're right. We try to make goals and we try to keep those goals, but then we always have these things that are external. Mm -hmm. They come into our life. We don't expect them. And all of a sudden, before you know it, we're completely off track. We've completely lost sight and focus. And I think I'd like to ask you this question. One of the things I found about myself when I make a goal, when I don't write those things down, those are called dreams. Okay, so that's not really a goal. So I think that goals are something that we should write down. When I study why I haven't followed through, which is important, right? That's how you actually get meaningful change in your life. Those things that I had a quote unquote goal for, the reason I didn't follow through was because my reason to change wasn't big enough. 
So is there any other thing besides that that you can kind of point your finger to that would basically indicate why we might not follow through on certain goals, things that we want to change in our life? Sure. So we've all heard of the saying, start with why, right? Why do you want to change? They always talk about with weight loss that you need to have a very strong and clear why in order to actually keep the commitment and keep it fresh in your mind and at the top of your heart. Now, there's another school of thought here that I've observed, especially with myself and my goals, because I'm the same way. I have journals filled with goals, lofty goals that, oh my gosh, I would just be thrilled to achieve. But writing it down isn't enough. It never is enough. So in addition to starting with your why, something else that could help motivate you, and that is the pain associated with what you're doing now isn't great enough. It's not painful enough to motivate change within you. Mm, Absolutely. You could see that from a relational perspective, right? So there's a lot of people that stay in a relationship too long. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not until the threshold of pain has been exceeded to a certain point that they finally make that shift, right? Yeah. I can tell you coming from a long lineage of people with diabetes, right? So I've got many, many members of my family. Unfortunately, many of them have passed and they had diabetes. And I watched how they just didn't take care of themselves until the doctor threatened to take their leg off. And at that very moment, now all of a sudden, the pain associated with not changing was so much greater than the pain that they would experience changing. That was the thing that made the shift in their mind. And they said, okay, okay, now I've got to make that change. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. So uh, I think that there's a couple of questions that I have that I've experienced that I've actually taken myself through. That might be helpful to you, our listener. You're a human being just like us, and you have your own set of goals and things that you would like to see happen. But here's two questions that I think you might want to try on for size, because it may really kind of give you that motivation that you've been looking for, that missing link to real lasting change. And the first question that I've asked myself is, what will happen if I don't change? What will happen if I don't change? What will happen if I don't change my eating habits? What will happen if I don't exercise? What will happen if I don't make that shift financially in my own life for, say, saving for retirement? And that what is a very, very important thing. And don't just think about it. Please do yourself a favor. Do not think about it. I want you to write it down. Because when you write things down, when you actually have pen to paper, and you write it down and you experience it in your mind, the sensory, try to add as much sensory, sensory, I can't even find the word for it, right? The, the senses, the pain that would be associated or what that would be like, how embarrassing it would be, right? Get as many of your senses involved in what will happen if you don't make the change. And then the second really meaningful question that I've had to ask myself is, Who will be hurt if I don't make this change? That's a big one. It is a big one because, you see, we'd like to think that our decisions don't have any bearing on anyone else, but the exact opposite is true, isn't it? If I don't make this change, what will happen? I've seen just from the sense of investing, 
Individuals that woke up one day and they were 50, 52, 54 years of age, and they realized that they had not saved. And they came in to see me as if they thought maybe I could wave this magic wand and I could make all of the bad things that they had decided to do in the past just disappear. And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You know, as much as we'd like to be Harry Potter with our wand, we can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, especially with men, I will ask the question, tell me, if you don't make the change today, who's going to suffer? Who's going to suffer the most? And at first, they might be inclined to say themselves, but it's it's not. not. It's not. Absolutely not. Who is it? It's their spouse most of the time, their spouse and their family, their grandkids, their legacy for what they're leaving behind. And I'll also say it's not even applicable for when you're saving for retirement. If you have enough money or like you feel like you've kind of crossed the finish line of what your goal was for savings when you're ready to pull the trigger, I also think that it's very important to look at what you are invested in. Is if you don't make that shift from the growth, from the accumulation phase of your life to the distribution phase of your life, who is that going to hurt? Absolutely. Well, that is it for the first half of our show. And we're going to be coming up to a commercial break. I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value And we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. I have so much more than I want to ask Amanda. So stick with us. We'll be right back. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. The world has changed, our economy has changed, and many things are going virtual. Meetings, school, shopping, even weddings. But your retirement is not virtual. It's real. With real food, health care, and other monthly bills that don't accept virtual money, like mutual funds and stock certificates. To keep you up to date and informed, we've put together a series of webinar events. Because your need for income in retirement simply will never be virtual. It will always be real. For the date and time of our next webinar event, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store. And today, I am thrilled to be having a guest on a radio program. This is my partner advisor, Amanda Johnston, and her and I have been 
discussing today one of the most important things that we can really focus our attention on as we embark on a new year. And you know what? These these principles aren't just for the new year. These principles are really for your entire life, for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if you're nine or 90. You have goals, you have aspirations, you have things that you want to try to do and accomplish. And you know what? You are in a perfect place to do that. It does not matter what's going on in your life. In the first half of our program, we were talking about how very few people actually follow through with their New Year's resolutions. And I think there can be a lot of different factors here. But as I relayed, you know, one of the most impactful principles that I learned from Coach Wooden in his biography was that we have to continue to focus on what we can control. And of course, as Amanda mentioned, the beginning of this year, gosh, what a dumpster fire this year has been, right? It's just been awful. Just so many different transitions. And yet, We've learned that we are adaptable human beings, aren't we? We're very adaptable. We get to kind of figure things out, and we've seen that. But for a big part of goal setting, we have to be able to, number one, identify that if we're not seeing change, maybe it's because our reasons to change aren't big enough, right? They're not big enough. And there's not enough pain associated, like you had mentioned, Mm -hmm. as a reason to change. And I brought up my family with health. They just didn't make a change. And so as a result, then they ended up having that toe amputated or they ended up in the hospital, whatever the case may be. And two of the questions that I had relayed that I felt were very impactful, at least in my life. One of the very first questions was, what will happen if I don't make this change? And then more importantly, who will be affected if I don't make the change, right? Mm -hmm. And so making the shift, I have found that there's three very important principles to making a shift and actually tangibly accomplishing a goal. And so I want to give this to all of you as listeners because I think it's important. It is just an unmovable set of principles. The first thing that we have to do when we're making a change or we want to make a change is we have to decide Let me ask you, has there ever been a day in your life in which you just woke up and you said, that's it. I am never going to accept this ever again, and it's never going to happen again. And you just made that decision, right? And what's interesting is that the word decision comes from a Latin term, and it means to cut off, right? You are just done. You have cut it off, and that's it. I find this happens with people in divorce. I see this happen in business ventures. I see this happen that single mom that's raising her children and she's just getting by paycheck to paycheck. And one day she just wakes up and said, that's it. It all stops now. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point, that is a sense of freedom. It's scary, but it's freedom. Right. And that kind of then drags into this whole dynamic. The second principle of decision-making And that's resolve. And this is so important, right? It doesn't matter if you're an athlete, but if you resolve to do something, that's it, man. It doesn't matter if you have a lack of resource. You have now figured out it's not a lack of resource. It's a lack of resourcefulness, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how high the mountain is. You're going to climb it. You're going to figure out what's necessary. You are just resolved. Nothing could stop you. It doesn't matter the politics, the economics around you, it does not matter. Regardless, you've got this resolve and it's going to happen. 
Now, there is a third principle that you and I have talked about a lot. We both challenge one another on this. And what is that third component to making something actually happen? What is it? Take massive action. What kind of action? Massive. Massive action. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Not just a little action, not just I'm going to dip my toe into the water. Nope. I'm just going to play around with the idea. I'm going to see if it works out, right? It's taking massive action. Mm -hmm. And massive action is scary, but let me tell you how you take the fear out of taking a massive action. The way you take the fear out of taking massive action and actually getting something is having the first two. You've reached that place in your life where you've decided you are now so resolved, so absolutely resolved that taking massive action doesn't seem as scary, right? I remember just a, a personal story. You know, you and I have discussed a lot about how for the longest time I had a fear of heights, right? Mm -hmm. And you know how the universe just seems to work these things out. So I had this fear of heights and I went through an exercise. I actually had to ask myself, what would happen if I didn't conquer this, right? Who would I affect? Myself, my family, who knows, right? And so I went through this exercise and I figured out, okay, I think I've conquered the fear of heights. Mm -hmm. And then I've got to tell you as listeners, it wasn't two weeks later <laughs> that for my birthday, Amanda got me skydiving tickets. And I had not told her about this at all. And all of a sudden, it was like the confirmation from God, okay, you're going to jump out of a plane, <laughs> right? Now, that's massive action, right? Yep. I don't know how that's, much more massive you could make it. That's the pedal to the metal right there. That is the proof in the pudding. That's no going back is what that is. Yeah. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense. Or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. So I think that there's a couple of considerations here. The first one is this. People tend to overanalyze and they get what I call analysis paralysis. Let me dial this in from a financial perspective. So mm -hmm. the reality is, is that there is such a thing as the Parkinson's theory. And we've talked about this, Amanda, where the longer you give a project, the longer that project's going to take, right? And the more money that you tend to make, the more money you're going to end up spending, right? You and I, we we do this a lot just for fun, actually. And we will pull a room of people, right? And doesn't matter if it's our clients, their friends, it doesn't matter. And we'll say, who thinks that if you had five times the income, that it would solve all your problems? And you're going to get a few hands. And then you'll ask the question, who thinks if you had 10 times the income, that it would solve all your problems? And just about every, every hand in the room will raise, right? Mm-hmm. But then we ask them the question, we ask them to think about how much income they're making today compared to what they were 30 years ago, right? Yeah. And it is typical that all of a sudden you'll start hearing snickers and laughs and chuckles because they realized it didn't. Yeah. They've got 10 times the income that they had 30 years ago, but it hasn't solved their problem, right? You always find ways to spend the money that you receive. That's always. absolutely correct. But same, here's, same way with time. That's right. But see, here's another principle then. We are adaptable, right? So we want to save more for retirement. Mm -hmm. And we say, oh, I can't live without that extra money. 
the reality is, is that your mind, your heart, you're naturally adaptable. So if you simply increased the withholding for your 401k or the money you set aside in your own bank account or the money that you put towards your mortgage or your debts in general, if you increased it even 1%, guess how much you're going to miss that 1%? Not at all. Not at all. It's amazing how adaptable we are. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's important from a standpoint, I believe, of accountability. And I do this all the time, and I know that you do it. We do it in our business. Mm -hmm. But that is progress tracking. You cannot assess what you don't take down, right? You can't you can't test and measure to see if anything's working if you're not actually taking down the results, right? We don't know if we're ahead in our business or behind in our business if we're not tracking it. That's the metrics that we take you tend to get authority through accuracy, right? And if you have the ability of tracking these things, that's so important. Not only authority, but you also get confidence. When you start to see that your test and measures, it's actually happening. This is the follow through part of what we were talking about earlier is knowing where you're at. And if you are behind, you have the personal responsibility to be able to turn that around and do something different to improve your results. But none of that happens without the measurability of whatever goal that you're tracking. I agree wholeheartedly. So here's some ideas that I would like to share with you. And I know Amanda's got some ideas as well. But you know, one of the very first things that I would really try to encourage all of you, and I don't care if you feel like you're sitting pretty and you've got more than enough money, or if you feel as though you're just living paycheck to paycheck, I think the very first thing that you need to do is you need to be honest about what you're spending your money on and how much, right? I had a coach once tell me it wasn't what I expected, it's what I inspected. We do this as an exercise, even in our own business. Every single year we sit down, we analyze literally every quarter what we're spending our money on because without rhyme or reason, all of a sudden you can realize you're spending money on things that you didn't realize that you were spending money on, right? You didn't realize that This particular bill that was always a part of your life has gone up drastically and you didn't realize you were kind of being hosed on it. So you need to be honest in assessing what you're spending your money on, how much. Then the second challenge that I'm going to give to you, this is completely beyond whether you feel you're sitting pretty or not. You need to budget, right? Being budget. Now, let's not be a bunch of congressmen and not live within our means. We need to live within our means. This is a massive change for so many people. I don't know what the statistic would be, but I'm sure that more than 90% of people never budget. They have no budget. They've never had a budget and they wonder why they don't have the money that they should have. They come in, they're all frustrated. They see you, they see me, they consult with you, they consult with me and they say, doggone it, I make too much money to be in the position that I'm in. Make too much money to be broke. Absolutely. Yeah. So you need to get yourself on a budget and there's a ton of programs that are completely free. You can go online, you can go onto Google. There's tons of programs that will help you be able to identify what you're spending your money on and help you get onto a budget. Now, what's another thing that you could suggest to people that really is important? I think that the third thing I would really suggest is education, especially in you and I meeting with clients now it seems like there's just this big dark world out there when it comes to the financial services and no one really knows what they're doing. They're just kind of feeling their way through the dark. Maybe they've had a 401k that they were just told, okay, this is what you do from 20 years ago. But 
is it still applicable for you today? Educating yourself, and a lot of people feel intimidated to kind of shy away from asking questions. Well, questions will get you answers and at least a somewhat of a direction with your investments and your goals for your investments. That's, I would say, is even the more important piece to that puzzle is what are your goals for the money that you do have? I agree. Today, the resources that you have at your disposal are more and more prolific than ever before. This is the reason that Amanda and I teach our classes and colleges. And of course, we've had to forego that because of COVID. But there is resources out there. There's our website. There's this radio program. There is webinars. We do anywhere between two to four webinars every single month, teaching people about the relevance of Social Security or uh, required minimum distributions or just basic saving for retirement. I think one of the biggest things that we can really do is broaden our scope of horizon because here's the thing. We know what we know, but all of a sudden we also know what we don't know and what we don't know can hurt us. Absolutely. Well, folks, that is a wrap. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for wealth income management.com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. And I just want to say thank you so much for your attendance today. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.